Hello, my awesome friends. Welcome to today's episode. It's a pleasure to be with you here today. You have not heard from me in a while because I have been on the road, but I have a request that I would like to ask. If you are tuning into this podcast regularly and you are getting value from it, would you please do me a favor? I need your support to click on the star button on Apple. The reason why I'm asking is I realize lots of my viewers and subscribers are on Apple devices, but for the past three years, I have only had 30 reviews. That's all in the past three years. And while that is good, I know people listen, but they may forget. So I want to ask you to help me elevate the visibility of this podcast Because you do know that I have over 3,000 minutes of content, but people are not finding it because I need more likes to elevate the visibility. So if you could do me a favor, you are on an Apple device, watching on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, please hit that star button so that people will find this podcast as you have. Thank you very much for your help. Today, I am going to break down for you the roadmap for your success in 2024. There are lots of people working on their PMPs, but they are making certain fundamental mistakes. Number one mistake is not signing up for the exam early enough. Instead, people study and study until they, in quote, feel ready. That is the wrong way to do it. You need to commit to a date and ramp up your studying like your entire existence depends on it. This is January 31st. If I were taking the exam all over again, what I would do is no more than 60 days. So I would schedule the exam out 60 days with what I know today. I would then begin studying for a solid 40 days. And what I would do is study one of the tasks a day. By day 40, I would know that I am totally cooked and done as far as the general understanding. Then I would give myself a maximum of another 20 days to take copious mock exams and quizzes. And I would work towards the date. Right now, people have no date and they're in suspended animation. That's not good enough, my friends. To get this done as expediently as possible, you need to commit. And part of your committing is fixing a date. So I challenge you right now. Why don't you fix an end date of March 31st at the latest? 60 days thereabouts. You will not need all 60 if you follow the next step I am going to advise you on. The second mistake a lot of people are making for the PMP exam is they are studying in isolation. PMBOK guides, PMBOK 6, PMBOK 7, Agile practice guide, but they are not weaving it all together. The best way to weave your studying all together is to go to my website, which I have made available for free. And it's pmp.pmradio.org. 
That is pmp.pmradio.org. When you go there, you will be able to study a task a day, and you will go through all of the 35 things that the PMI wants you to master. Now, below this video, I am going to put a link to my 40-day plan. It is totally free. This 40-day plan will help guide you to success on the PMP exam by studying a chapter a day. Day one, manage conflict. Day two, lead a team. Day three, support team performance. Day four, empower team members and stakeholders. Five, ensure team members and stakeholders are adequately trained. Six, build a team. Seven, address and remove impediments, obstacles, and blockers. Eight, negotiating. Nine, collaborating. Ten, building shared understanding. Eleven, engaging virtual teams. Twelve, defining ground rules. Thirteen, mentoring relevant stakeholders. Fourteen, promoting team performance through application of EI. Then we go into the process domain. Day 15, execute the project with urgency. Day 16, manage communications. Day 17, assess and manage risks. Day 18, engage stakeholders. Day 19, plan and manage budget and resources. And I'm hoping as I'm going through these, my friends, the intent is not a mindless exercise, but to sensitize you to what you do not know very well, what you need to close the gaps on. So as I'm reading these out, I hope you're doing a mental check. Plan and manage schedule. Plan and manage quality of products or deliverables. Plan and manage scope. Integrate project planning activities. Day 24, manage project changes. 25, plan and manage procurement. 26, manage project artifacts. 27, determine appropriate project methodology. 28, establish project governance structure. 29, manage project issues. 30, ensure knowledge transfer. 31, plan and manage project or phase closure. 32, going into the business domain, confirm project compliance requirements. 33, evaluate and deliver project benefits and value. Day 34, evaluate and address external business environment changes for impact on scope. Day 35, support organizational change. Beyond day 35, I have various assignments that you can sign up to do people mock exam, process mock exam, day 38 business mock exam, a wrap-up revision video, and day 40, take a final 180-question mock exam, and this will bring it full circle and ensure you are truly ready for the PMP exam. It's that simple. So what you could do is, even if you are on a different study program, you can use mine to keep you on track for 40 days. If you're not on a study program, I recommend going to hpmexam.com because then you can get our study guide, which is the PMP Exam Immersion Study Guide and the PMP Exam Immersion Workbook, and that will help you put all the pieces together because it's one thing to learn the knowledge areas and the process groups and also the world of Agile and Scrum, but it's another thing to put it all together in one cohesive whole into the people process business format. And that is what our course is based on at pmp.pmradio.org. That is going to help focus you 
and fine-tune your efforts for excellence, okay? So look for a link below. I'm going to put a link to the 40-day plan that you can download, and you will be glad that you started focusing on an end date first versus studying and then focusing on an end date. You will lose some time, maybe even steam and energy, okay? To go there directly, go to projectmanagementdoctor.com forward slash 40 plan, all one word. Projectmanagementdoctor.com forward slash 40 day plan with four zero for 40. Okay, I hope this gives you some ideas and I hope this gives you guidance. Be sure to stay tuned to this channel or this podcast because I will be bringing more and more great content to help you with your PMP exam. Let me give you a very quick sanity check on some of the core concepts for your exam. Are you ready? Let's go. Number one, what are the conflict resolution approaches in the Thomas Kilman conflict mode instrument? So you should know these. You have avoid or withdraw, compromise or reconcile, smooth or accommodate, force or direct, collaborate or problem solve. There are five. Tell me the five stages of team development as set forth by the Tuckman model. So hopefully you do remember these are forming, storming, norming, performing, and adjourning. Next, walk me through the four-step process for stakeholder management from the lens of the PMI. All right, the four-step process, identify stakeholders, plan stakeholder engagement, manage stakeholder engagement, and monitor stakeholder engagement. In which process do you as a project manager ensure team members are adequately trained? So this question is just to find out if you understand PMI's 49 processes They are still relevant because they live in process groups or practice guide. And the process that you do this in is called develop team. And I'm just checking your consciousness and awareness of these things. Whose job is it to remove impediments in the world of Agile? The best answer would be the Scrum Master. Or you could say in cases where there is no Scrum Master but an Agile environment, it would be the project manager. Next question. Name the processes in procurement management. Hopefully this is not new to you. There are three processes. You have plan procurement management, conduct procurement, and control procurement. Moving on to the next process. Can you explain the concept of a fishbowl window? Okay, the fishbowl window is talked about in the Agile Practice Guide, and this pertains to task 11 in the PMP exam content outline, where virtual teams rely on long-lived video conferencing that may run all through the day to stay in touch with their fellow team members. Give me another word for ground rules. Now, you might say group norms, or you might even say team charter. 
Well, the ground rules live in the team charter. What is another word for team charter? Social contract, team agreement, team contract. Let's move on to the process domain. Why would you execute your project with urgency? There are many reasons why you could do that. It could be the cost of delay. It could be because you want to be first to market. It could be because you want your stakeholders to begin utilizing the value to get the benefits of whatever you are building for them. What are the three processes in communications management? Plan communications management, manage communications, monitor communications. Task three, what are the processes of risk management? Plan risk management, identify risks, perform qualitative risk analysis, perform quantitative risk analysis, plan risk responses, implement risk responses, and monitor risks. Task four, engage stakeholders. Can you describe the axes in a two-dimensional grid used in stakeholder management. All right, so a two-dimensional grid, I was hoping you would say power interest grid or influence impact grid. Power is on the y-axis, interest is on the x-axis, or influence impact, where influence will be on the y and impact on the x, and there could be variations of these. What would you do if you had a stakeholder that had a high level of power and a high level of interest? Your strategy would be to manage close. Moving on, can you tell me the processes in the resource management area of knowledge? So the processes in resource management are plan resource management, estimate activity resources, acquire resources, Develop team, manage team, control resources. Still on task five, can you tell me the processes in the cost management area? The processes are plan cost management, estimate cost, determine budget, and control cost. Moving on to task six, can you tell me what are the major processes, the things you do in schedule management? Because this is a good way for me to know that you know. So, the six processes are plan schedule management, define activities, sequence activities, estimate activity durations, develop schedule, and control schedule. Moving along to task 7, plan and manage quality of products or deliverables. Can you name the three processes of quality? Number 1, plan quality management. Number 2, manage quality. And number 3, control quality. Going over to task 8, plan and manage scope. What are the processes of scope management? Number 1, plan scope management. Number 2, collect requirements. I'm hoping that you will preempt me before I say the next one. Number three, define scope. Number four, create WBS. Number five, validate scope. 
And lastly, control scope. Moving over to task nine, integrate project planning activities. It talks about consolidating the project or phase plans. I hope you are aware of the different plans and baselines that could live in the project management plan. But let's talk about integration while we're here. What are the seven things you do in integration management? Now, of course, you know your exam is not going to be a robotic verbatim quote, but I'm challenging you to see how much you have studied and how much you recall because every piece of information is helpfully weaving the full picture together. So, number one in integration, develop project charter. Then, develop project management plan. Number three, direct and manage project work. Number four, manage project knowledge. Number five, monitor and control project work. Number six, perform integrated change control. And number seven, close project or phase. Going over to task 10, manage project changes. You probably have realized that change is woven all throughout and needs to be integrated on every project. The concept of change is covered quite well under the Perform Integrated Change Control process. This is where you put on your thinking cap to understand if you get a verbal change request, you do need to first record it in a change request form and then a change log and then you need to do an impact analysis on it before sending it to the Change Control Board for their analysis and their ultimate approval or rejection. Moving on to task 11, plan and manage procurement. We've already talked about this. In procurement, you do need to understand the RFPs and the RFQ process, source selection criteria and things like that. I'm hoping that you can define these. Tell me, what are the three broad categories of contracts that we encounter in project management? Number one, fixed price contracts. Number two, cost reimbursable contracts. And number three, time and material contracts. Next, what is governance? Can you explain what governance is? The PMI define it simply as a framework within which authority is exercised. Let me ask you a question on task 13. Explain to me the difference between iterative life cycles and incremental life cycles. A major difference? Incremental life cycles deliver frequently. Iterative life cycles deliver one time. This is in the Agile Practice Guide, pages 18 19. Make sure you understand these. It could help you. Explain to me what is the difference between an Agile life cycle and a predictive life cycle. Again, very obvious. In the world of predictive, we do things one time. In the world of Agile, we repeat till correct. In the world of Agile, we have frequent small deliveries. In the world of predictive, we have a one-time delivery. What is the difference between an Agile life cycle and an incremental life cycle. What is a major difference? Well, if you take a look at the Agile Practice Guide, you see that the rate of change is not as much in the world of incremental. 
It is more in the world of Agile, which makes sense. So go read pages 18 and 19 in the Agile Practice Guide, and you'll see that the nature of work that you do in incremental is different. Incremental is used when we have a more solid understanding of what needs to be done that is less likely to change. Right, an example would be a widget that has been built before. You would deliver an increment. There will be very little changeability compared to the world of software in an unknown software, for example. Take time to read the Agile Practice Guide to glean these points. All right, what is the difference between an issue and a problem? Okay, simple answer for the world of the PMI. They are looked at as the same thing. We have an issue log, and that's where our problems go, impediments, whatever you call them. Just understand that. Now, in the world of Agile, we have an impediment log, but if you're working in the world of predictive, we put these things in an issue log. Okay, moving on. It says, plan and manage project or phase closure or transitions. What is the major output of the closed project or phase process that is rather unique to it? The answer, final product service or result transition, and final report. I hope these questions are keeping you on your toes. The last pieces of questions I would have loved to ask you are from the business environment section. I'm going to ask you just a few to ensure that you're thinking in the right direction. Question one, explain to me the purpose of a business case. Okay, you can go read the full details in the PMBOK guide or whichever document you've got. But the summary is the business case makes a case for the project. It explains why the project should be authorized and it normally offers three options for satisfying the need on the project. Next, what is a benefits register? All right, the benefits register is a log of benefits. Next question, what is a benefits management plan? The benefits management plan is a plan that guides you on how the project benefits and the benefits register will be realized. Next question. Explain to me the difference between value and benefits or the association between them. All right, the PMI defines value as the net benefits that a customer derives from a product, service, or result. And, my friends, we have come to the end of our very quick sanity check. I am hoping that this has been of help to you if you're looking to get PMP certified. I want you to understand I have a lot of content to help you. First of all, I have the free course on pmp.pmradio.org. Secondly, if you feel you need handholding and you need guidance and help and you're also interested in life after the PMP exam and how you can maximize your PMP, you should go to hpmexam.com. At hpmexam.com, I have a vehicle to help prepare you for the exam. It's got over 40 hours of content in video. It's got mock exams. It's got 
books. It's got a lot of content that can help take you to your goal. So if that sounds like something you want to do, come aboard the program. You'll be glad you did. You're going to get access to a ton of materials, books, audio, video, things you can download and listen to on your phone, PDFs, and a lot more that many hundreds of people have used to ace the exam so far. I look forward to hearing from you, and please do not forget to hit the like button. Make sure you're tuned into the podcast. For those of you who are graduates, I have a different podcast, which is called Project Leadership or Leadership in Project Management. Search for my name on all podcast platforms, and you should find my various podcasts. I wish you all the very best, and thank you for helping me out. Bye for now.